Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing my conversation with author S. Usher Evans. She joins the show to talk about her new book series, The Demon Spring Trilogy, her upcoming appearance at Pensacon, and so much more. It's a really fun conversation to have, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. But first, let me tell you about our proud sponsor, Audible. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 175 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And we are broadcasting live on Facebook with my very special guest, Miss S. Usher Evans. How's it going? Good. How are y'all? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. You're actually my first one-on-one live interview. Yay! I'll try not to screw it up. No, you'll you'll be good. You'll be good. (laughs) We were actually talking uh, before we started... And we talked about our first time actually like meeting in person because mm-hmm. you've been on my show before. Yes. Way back in the day. Yes. It seems like another lifetime ago. I was a baby author. You're a ba- I was a baby podcaster. Yeah, I mean, so we've grown up together. We, we, we've all grown up. <laughs> it's amazing. So um, the, the circumstances, and this is kind of just so people can kind of get my sense of humor. This was not too long after we did our first interview because I remember like it was yesterday doing it at the Blue Wahoo Stadium where I work. Mm-hmm. And I knew you were going to be at, at this convention. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I wonder if she'll remember me. So I went up and I was just looking at your book. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And I was like, do you, went you, into sale mode. <laughs> you completely went into sale mode. And I was, uh, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, so you're an author? And she's like, yeah. And you started describing all your books and everything. She's like, have you heard of them? I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, really? How? I was like, you did my podcast a couple weeks ago. And like, you just kind of pause and you're like, Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the problem is, is like you see people and you sort of just like go because you have, I, I calculated this once, over a three-day weekend, I can talk to 900 people over three days. And if I get, an, if I get, I think, what, like 10% of those people to buy a book. So I'm sort of like going through them quickly. It's it's a, two and a half minutes is about what I what I do per person. So if someone comes up, I'm like, hey, you, come here. I'm going to talk to you about my book. They're really great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> And so, and then you sort of stop and they kind of look at you and they're like, they either give you money or they walk away. So, you know, you sort of, you just sort of get into the mode and you just get so excited that someone's actually like interested in a book, you know, and then you, you, your, you know, brain catches up with your mouth and you're like, oh, well, never mind then. (laughs) Well, it's interesting to hear because like I've talked with, you know, like the celebrity guests, but not really those who try to like sell their product, like their books Mm -hmm. or you know, arts and crafts and things like that. Cause you see a ton of those at conventions. Yeah. So I mean, is that you literally like you go into like a, like a different brain mode? I do. So my, all of my spiels and I have five of them now, you can hear them at Pensacon this weekend. Um, it's muscle memory now because I've done them so many times. And like I said, I do them 900 times and I think I've done something like 40 shows since 2014 
And so you sort of get into this mode where like, I sort of just like fall back into the back of my mind and I'm like, okay, so like space pirates. So she's living a double life and then I go, okay, I'm just gonna sit back here and think for a minute. Okay, I'm really hungry. What's going on? Is she still listening? Okay, yeah. Have I have I crashed streams? Am I am I still on the spiel? No, am I an empath? Okay. Oh, I'm really you know, you sort of just go back into this to this thing and then, then you sort of get back in at the end when they're like and you're like, Okay, you wanna buy? And so it's kind of it's really funny. It's sort of autopilot at this point, but I'm really listening to you, I, I swear. <laughs> So what was it that actually made you want to become an author? Well, I've been writing forever and I've been writing since, um, uh, like my mom will show you something from like, um, kindergarten or something like some book I wrote, but I really started writing at 11 and I wrote kind of three or four novels, like right around middle school, you know, cause that's a horrible time for everybody. And I put it aside when I went to college and I kind of, became like this Department of Defense consultant and I was a program manager, a project manager, and I, you know, doing all the things and wear the power suits and walk through the Pentagon and all that fun stuff. And then um, I was with a guy that I thought I was going to get married to and it ended up not happening, womp womp. But it sent me on like sort of this journey of self-discovery to be like, oh, hey, remember that time that you wrote that book? You should publish it. And so I decided, okay, I'm just going to publish a book and see what happens. Well, that was uh, 15 books and one publishing company ago, and as I said, 40 conventions. So um, it's sort 40 of... 40 conventions? 40 conventions, wow. yeah. I've gone all the way from... I think the farthest one I've been to is um, Radcon in... Um, God, I forget where it's called. It's out in Seattle. It's close. It's like three hours. Um, it's close to Seattle. And then I've been all the way over to... New York City, um, Indianapolis. I'm trying to get into Grand Rapids Comic Con this year. I have a friend up there that I want to go see. Hi, Teresa, if you're there. Um, and then all the way down to Miami, and I'm going to Houston in May. So it's my four points. And then Tulsa, I think, with um, T.S. Barnett and Michelle K. In yeah. T.S. Barnett is another former guest of mine. She's she's awful. She's a horrible <laughs> human being. <laughs> No, I met her at uh, at FandomCon a yeah. couple of weeks ago, or a couple of years ago. Yeah, she's she's good people. Eh, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> we um we actually met at a at well we kind of saw each other around the con circuit, but then we met at um I think it was a really horrible show in Biloxi, and we started throwing things at each other. Um, Amanda or T.S. Barnett and uh, Michelle and myself, and. We were throwing stuff at each other, and then the, that's how we became now best friends. So, um, you know, we call each other the crabs. So, the crabs. The crabs. I like it. I'm 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 apparently crabby because I'm salty and mean. So, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody does have to do it. Somebody has to take the mantle. So, what was the first book that you wrote that you were actually like that you got published, and how did you go about doing it? Um, I thought you were about to say that you were proud of, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a tough one." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so the, my first book is called Double Life, and it's uh, very fittingly about a woman who is living a double life. As a, here comes the spiel, you guys, as a space pirate bounty hunter and a planet discovering scientist, and unfortunately, neither life's going very hot. As a bounty hunter, she's one of the least wanted people in the universe, and as a scientist, her new intern is totally spying on her. Things get worse when that intern's mistaken for her hostage by the Universal Police. It is a four-book series. It is a complete series. Maybe. 
hint, hint for next year. Um, and I do have all four books at Pensacon. See, as I told you, it's a, it's muscle memory, so we sort of have to. Oh wait, I'm not selling right now. <laughs> I don't have them physically with me. So, um, and that was that was my first one, and it was sort of fitting because you have this girl who's who is trying very very hard to do the thing that she wants, and everybody's telling her no. And I was like, oh, that's a fitting. Um, you know, parallel to my own life as I'm trying to get this book published. Um, I ended up self-publishing it, not because I was impatient or anything like that, but just because I wanted to do it and I didn't want anybody else to tell me anything about it. Um, And so then I subsequently published the, you know, started the company and do all this other stuff. um, Because as I said, I used to be a project manager and I like, you know, like, like, oh, I'm going to do my return on investment, you know, check today and woohoo all that fun adulting stuff oh it's so much fun <laughs> <laughs> i do it and do in fact do uh we used to do these uh, it's called a like an ipr which is like an integrated product review or something like that um where you basically quarterly go through and check your statuses i definitely do one in powerpoint every quarter for myself nice because i'm a nerd <laughs> i'm a nerd now how did you come up with the idea for this this double life story because i i've always been curious because when it comes to writing scripts mm-hmm. I fi- I found at times it can be really challenging like you come up with an idea but when it comes time to flesh it out it can get kind of difficult at times so what what was it that inspired you to like how did you come up with the idea um so I remember in 2001 do you remember the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider yes so I walked out of that movie and I said I want to write a character that badass and I and it sort of just started from there and I had been watching a lot of Cowboy Bebop and so it kind of the, the space pirate got like melded into there weirdly no Firefly although later I have found out the Firefly and, and Double Life have a lot of similarities um, and it just sort of melds and molds and, and, and you know kind of my life experiences go into it and each draft I do I learn something more about myself and about the character and about all this other stuff and it's kind of like layers you know you sort of just peel back layers of of the book and you try to shape it into something and then you decide it's a different shape and then realize the first shape is the right shape or that's how I'm drafting right now and it's kind of annoying I need to make up my mind (laughs) yeah I guess I'm in the process of writing a a script right now and do you ever get to a point where you like are almost done and then you think of something like, oh, that would be so much better. Then you have to go back and change certain aspects of it? Normally, no. So my normal process is um, I kind of edit as I go because I kind of have the sense in my gut of when something's working, when something's not working, because when it's not working, I can't move forward. Um, and so normally I kind of very slowly put together the draft. And by the time the first draft is done, it's usually like an 80% solution. Um, but... Um, the past two books I write mostly because I really don't want to write them. They're not what I want to write right now, but I kind of put them aside for a year and a half. Um, I've fast drafted them. So I just dumped garbage onto the page. Like, all right, we'll fix it later. We'll fix it later. We'll fix it later. Well, now it's later and I hate myself. So, um, anyway, um, so yeah, so that's what's happening right now is I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm drafting, I'm drafting. I'm like, Oh God, I need another chapter here. (sighs) Come on. You know, and this happens, so that's how my, the, the third book in the Lexi Kerrigan um, Chronicles, which is a four-book series, mm-hmm. went from 65,000 words to 84,000 words, because I just kept needing more plot. Um, but at the end of the day, it's what, if, it, if it's what it needs 
You just gotta do it. You gotta shut him do it. And just quit quit complaining. Yeah. And just do it. Uh, Jeremy Branch has joined. He says, hey guys, looking forward to seeing you this weekend. He's another fellow podcaster. Woohoo, me too. Definitely looking forward to seeing you, Jeremy. Jeremy's also moderating uh, some really cool panels this weekend. Yay. So, yeah, moderating is a blast. So from... I fake moderated last year. There was a, um, a panel on strong female characters and I was the only female on the panel. And I said, well... How did that work out? <sighs> I was like, this is, and in fact, one of the audience members raised her hand. She's like, where are all the women? And I said, well, <laughs> so anyway, so I, I fake moderated, but this year um, I'm doing a panel on, I think fantasy, writing fantasy or something like that. Sweet. I don't know. I just, I go where they tell me and then they ask me to talk and I say, okay, I'll pull it out of my butt. And we need you here <laughs> Saturday at two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, they actually had me doing a panel on self-publishing, but. I kind of had a little bit of a not panic attack, but a little bit of like, mm. um, because the, anytime I'm away from my booth is time that I'm not selling to people. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm, you know, trying to make my livelihood. I totally am. Um, but, you know, I'm paying money to be there. So I want to be there as much as I can and I want to touch as many people as I can. So I'm only doing one on Saturday, but that's okay. You can come talk to me at my booth, R6 at Pensacon. On the vendor floor. On the vendor floor, I'm gonna be rocking on the outer, outer rim, closer to the vendor side of the parking lot. So the Waffle House side of the Bay Center. Well, let, well, that's actually a good segue. Let's go ahead and we'll we'll talk about Pensacon. It's this weekend. It's crazy that it's already here. It feels know, Lord. It feels like yesterday that last year's Pensacon was wrapping up. Oh, I know. I'm so, 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 so excited. It's So I do, as, as we've gone over, I've gone to a bunch of shows, but this is hands down my favorite, and not just because I get to sleep in my own bed. That is a perk. But, like, just the whole, the fact that the whole town gets into it. Like, mm-hmm. everybody, like, you go to the restaurants and even the airport, and, like, everybody's into it. It's just so much fun. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's awesome to live in Pensacola. It's the best city in the history of ever. Well, I, I don't know of any other town that rebrands their airport because of a convention. I, I could be wrong. I don't I don't think so. I know that Atlanta gets into Dragon Con, but that's like mm-hmm. a 60,000 person, you know, 30 year event sort of thing. And even then the city's like segmented into like Dragon Con and football. Yeah. And I think there was something else going on last time I was at Dragon Con, but like. Anyway. Well, it is right around the time that football starts. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a that's a very busy weekend for Atlanta. Oh yeah, I think they had when I was at Dragon Con, I was a, a guest person in 2016, and they said um, there were a million people just coming to Atlanta that weekend. No, oh, I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like that's too many people. But no, the, and the cool thing about Pensacon, and for anybody who's listening who lives in the area and is down, down. on the fence about going, definitely do it because. You don't just get to go to the convention. You have panels that span all across downtown. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Rex Theater. You can go to the Sanger. You can go to PLT. You can go to you know the Fish House, mm-hmm. Atlas, and Deck Bar doing three different themed parties. Yes, I'm going to be going to the uh, Fish House, I think, tomorrow to go sample the butterbeer with uh, the aforementioned crabs, T.S. Barnett and Michelle Kay. I think we'll be there like seven. So you have to come out and join us and drink some beer. I won't have any books, but that's okay. Yeah, just enjoy some butter you beer. You just enjoy some butter beer with us. I actually haven't had their butter beer. I haven't either, but I really want to. Yeah. So. 
Makes me dead. And there's there's several other ones. I know Perfect Plane is doing Walking Dead. Yeah. Which should be pretty cool. I think Atlas is doing uh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And the deck, I think, is doing Star Wars. Yes. And then Tin Cow's doing something. Nintendo. Nintendo. Hopjacks is doing... I don't remember. Last year, I know they did Stranger Things. I can't remember what they're... They might... Oh, they're doing Rick and Morty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew they were doing something cartoony. Um, but see, yeah, like, it's just so much fun. And, and like, everybody gets into it. And the whole, um, the whole city shuts down for it. And it's just a blast, you know? I and mean... They're having an 8-bit retro bash at the Grand Hotel on Saturday that I'm very much looking That's forward to. That's going to be exciting. It's going to be really exciting. I'm a exciting. huge retro gaming fan, so. Heck yeah. Anything involving that. That's, uh, I'm just, it's it's just fun. It's a fun weekend, and um, it's I look forward to In fact, that is why I'm releasing a book today. I released a book today. Just so I can go celebrate at Pensacon and be like, hey, look, I have a new book, and you know we can all celebrate together, and I can pretend like everybody's celebrating with me instead of, you know. Who? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you are you somebody? No, I'm not. <laughs> not really. Before we continue this awesome conversation with S. Usher Evans, I have to remind you that for you, the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And they have so many books to choose from. Fiction, nonfiction, fantasy, romance, sci-fi, gaming, autobiographies. Anything you can think of, Audible has. And if you're always on the go like I am, Audible's a great service to have to be able to continue to read a book without having to sit down and read a physical copy. So if you want to do that, go to audibletrial.com nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com nerdcave for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Well, to tell us tell us about your new book that you released. Oh, today. I'm so excited. Okay, so Demon Spring is my well, it's technically called uh, the Demon Spring trilogy, and the first book is called Resurgence, and it is about a man named Jack Grenard who comes from this long line of demon hunters, and he's a government agent, and his wife is brutally murdered by demons. So it kind of throws him for a little bit of a loop. And um, three years pass, and his partner, Cam, who is literally the best character I've ever written, love her, is like, okay, bud, we're done moping. You need to come down to Atlanta. We're going to restart our lives. He's like, all right, I guess. So they're out on a routine hunt, and they come across a demon that saves instead of kills. And so they're trying to figure out, okay, who is this chick and what she's doing? And does she have anything to do with Demon Spring, which is when the barrier between the demon world and the human one gets really thin and breaks, and all the really, really bad demons from the underworld come up, including the so-called king of the demons who can stop time and kill you. Ah. Um, anyway, so the first book is out today. You can get it on ebook, paperback, and hardcover. I will have... Um, uh, like a bunch of copies of book one at Pensacon this weekend. And I will also have exclusive to Pensacon and people at my newsletter um, access to books two and three. So you can get the whole trilogy this weekend for, I think, like 30 bucks. What a steal. It's going to be so much fun. I had no idea the entire trilogy was already done. Oh, yes. Well, see, I had this brilliant idea last year to take up what I call a publishing pause um, mostly because I was flipping house and living with my parents and I didn't want to have to stress about anything, um, else. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to write all three books at once and see what happens. And actually, I, I really liked it because I could go back and, and as I'm writing the third book say, well, this, this small detail in plot one doesn't help me in, in book three. So let me just go back and pull it out and then I can go back and do, um, you know, the first one, you know, I can just kind of 
fix the stuff in the first one to, to make it easier in the third book. Whereas now the book I'm writing, there's so much that I wish I had done differently because <laughs> it's so <laughs> difficult to try to get around all the, the, the hurdles that I put in place in the first two books. So. Well, that was what I was going to ask is that when you had this idea, did you have a clear vision of where you wanted to go from beginning, middle and end? I had, um, I definitely, so I got the idea in 2015 when I was driving to Dallas for a show and it was, there's this Halsey song that came on that was called Control and it's about a woman that, um, you know, she has like demons inside of her and she's, you know, evil and I had this idea about this woman that was super evil and super horrible and did all these horrible things and then became a good person because all the evil left her. And then she's tempted back into the dark side and kind of that character study of, of do you want to be evil or do you want to be good? And that kind of morphed into the book. Um, I did have a couple lines that I really wanted to keep. Like she has one line at the very end that's something along the lines of back to all of my original parts. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to keep that line. So I had to like make sure that I set everything up in the first three books. So I just for mine. Yeah. It's always interesting hearing the comparisons because I know like, for example, with the new star Wars, they've been kind of developing those movies as they go. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you have this, the Marvel cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. I remember hearing an interview. I can't remember who it was with, but age of Ultron, like the concept of that was years before it actually was Mm -hmm. made. And nothing really changed. And so it, it, it's crazy to have a vision yeah. like that. I, I, I personally can't, like, it's tough for me to even write one story, let alone come up with the idea of a full trilogy or a full saga. I think that it's, it. there are two different kinds of writers. There, there are writers like Jim Butcher, for example, who can do a 19-book series. Who will also be at Pensacon. He will be at Pensacon. He's very lovely, by the way. Um, and they can do like a 19 book series and not get bored. And meanwhile, you are sitting here struggling through a book number four. And it's like, oh my God, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go work on a princess vigilante book, which is going to be so good. Um, and so I, I think for me, it's, it's books and series come to me as a single story. And I know where I start and I know where I end and like filling in the middle is kind of where the difficult part is, but I know where I'm going because if I don't know where I'm going, then I can't move forward. So, cause I'm, I'm a control freak and I have to, have to know, I have to know where are we going? Well, you should be a control freak. It's your story. Well, yeah. But some people are like, oh, I'm just gonna let the characters tell the story. I'm like, oh, no, I'm in charge. But they're your characters in your playground. Exactly. You're all going to do this. Although they have surprised me. Um, there was one time... I remember I was in the shower and I kind of looked up and I was like, I got to kill that guy, don't I? Huh. That's a bummer. Huh. I guess I got to. All right. I guess he's dead. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Bye. Oh. I mean, if it's it's best for the story, even though it can suck at times. It does. And I think that's that's the one thing about uh, that I have learned about myself is that I know what I have to do. I just, sometimes I just don't want to do it and I try to like dance around it and try to like do other stuff and like avoid doing the thing that needs to be done and then I'm like you know what just just do it and then I do it and I'm like okay it's done I have removed those 5,000 words okay it is done it is done but usually I end up incorporating maybe 3,500 of those words back in the story so don't ever delete your words. Just put them in your trash bin in your Scrivener file. That's what I use. 
What, what do you use? Scrivener. It is the best thing in the history of ever. Um, it's a program. You actually might like it for screenwriting. It's um, it's a it's a drafting program that instead of having like one single line like or one single page for like all of your word stuff, it breaks it up into scenes, okay. and you can move stuff around and formatting. Oh my god, is a breeze! Like you can just be like boop hardcover, boop paperback, boop you know, ebook, whatever. Never heard of that before. You need to look into it. Well, do you have a Mac? No, I have no. a PC. Well, they're releasing Scrivener 3.0 for Windows, which is going to be equal to Scrivener 3.0 for Mac. So it'll be better because right now the Windows version is kind of... Mm-hmm. So. I have to look into it. It's good. It's awesome. I use um, I use First Draft or mm-hmm. Final Draft for screenwriting. I mean, it, it's it's really good, but yeah. is, is it free? Scrivener is not free. Okay. But it's worth every penny. I'll definitely look at it. It's the best. It sounds pretty amazing. They don't pay me money, but they should. <laughs> they should sponsor this episode. They should totally sponsor this episode. Literature and Latte is the website. I love you guys. Please sponsor us. I could go for a latte, actually. Oh, yeah. A latte. I actually wrote, um, because I, as I said, I'm living with my parents. I wrote most of Demon Spring at, at the Starbucks in Gulf Reach proper. Oh, really? I did. And it was like my... Cause there's kind of five and a half, four and a half dogs living there too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is like a five pound Yorkie, so he's a he's a half. Um, but this is just a lot of activity in the house, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to go somewhere and work. So I went to the Starbucks there, and they now know me by name. I don't know if that's a good Which thing. Is, it's not a bad thing. Well, you know. Um, and so I go and I sit and I put my headphones on in my little corner and I just write and I'm like, oh, there we go. There's 3000 words in like an hour. All right, we're good. We can leave now. <laughs> and the whole day I've been like writing like two words, like the, like typing out the and erasing it. And then I go to Starbucks and it's like, <sniffs> write the whole book. So. Well, I, I find that at times, you know, I, I'll try to work here and I'll, I'll go to like a Starbucks or somewhere because mm-hmm. it, it's good to just be it what I call a neutral site. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that to me, it's there's something about um, having a, a, a exactly a neutral zone where you go and your brain just automatically clicks into, okay, now it's time to work. It's not time to sit on Twitter and, you know, or Facebook or refresh your sales stats 50,000 times, which I have done all day today. So I had to, I had to block them on my on my phone or on my computer. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I totally understand. I mean, every time I release an episode that entire day, I'll check, okay, how many downloads do I have now? How many, how many, how many? The, the cool thing is, um, I use this, um, uh, the site called Libsyn mm-hmm. where I store, like I'll basically upload the MP3 and it, uh, sends it to mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify everywhere. Oh, awesome. Well, when I, I had to increase my data plan because, you know, the episodes were longer and I just ran out of space for the month. Mm-hmm. So with an upgraded plan, I can now see how many downloads I get like in California Ooh. or in Florida. And, and that is dangerous because Ooh. like every five minutes now I look, okay, for some reason I'm popular in San Francisco. Well, you have a San Francisco kind of voice, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe it's california E. Maybe uh, so. I don't know. But, but that would be, I think that would be bad because I just get like overall sales and sometimes BookScan will tell me like regions, like for paperbacks and stuff. But I just, man, if I knew which, which cities I would be Facebook adding that so hard. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we're going to put a Facebook ad here in this random town. 
<laughs> I have found um, I do try to do a Facebook ad around conventions, mm-hmm. like just to see if that nets anything. It kind of really doesn't, but you know, we experiment and then we see what happens. It doesn't so. hurt to try it. Exactly. And then when it doesn't work, don't do it again. <laughs> well, kind of going back to, to conventions, I, I, I always ask like all convention goers this. Do you have any like funny or just weird incidents that have happened? Because I you've been to a ton, so I can imagine you've um, at least got to have one. I have a disturbing one. Um, I was if a, you if you want to tell it. No, I do. It's 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 this is I think the first time that this has actually happened to me, and I kind of I'm kind of one of the people like oh this doesn't happen to people, but it totally happened to me, and I'm like oh my god it does happen. Um, so this was at Biloxi, and it and this guy comes up to my table, and he goes hey where's your boyfriend why isn't he helping you and I was like ah, well I, you know, I don't I, I don't really need one because I'm you know there's literally three people here and he's like oh girls always say that but they don't really mean it and I was like what? oh jeez no no it gets worse so <clears throat> it was basically like GTFO and. Uh, Anyway, so later I was struggling because, like, literally when I say there were three people, there were three people. Um, and, you know, I was like, hey, look for a book. Hey, 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 please come over here. Please don't let me lose money on this show, please. And then he comes up to me and he goes, everybody can see through that fake smile. And everybody knows you're, everyone knows you're really a bitch. And I was like, okay, no, this is, nope, we're done. And I went straight to con security and I was like, this guy needs to leave. Like, y'all need to kick his butt out. And anyway, so that was the first time that that's ever happened to me. And it's like... I was like, that doesn't happen to people. And then I'm like, oh, okay. No, me too. Hashtag me too. (laughs) So that's, I think that's the, that's like the most memorable thing that's happened at a convention. Oh, well, fun thing that happened once. um, Henry Winkler's wife, Henry Winkler, the Fonz came up and, and he talked to me for like, 30 minutes she's the sweetest she's and like like awesomely age appropriate for him too i was like bravo to both of you um just sweetest lady just like literally came up to my table like an old woman started talking i looked down at the guest uh whatever her name is winkler and i was like um are are you okay (laughs) anyway so that was that was pretty cool and then um I did actually get to do go out to Phoenix and sit on um, a couple panels with some like Twitter famous authors, and it was funny because they all looked like their Twitter profile picture, and I was like, oh yeah, I know. Recognize you from your Twitter picture. Oh, like, cute look. That's great. See, mine's <laughs> mine's. I have to take my glasses off and be like, as my Twitter <laughs> photo. So, but anyway, I think that's I think that's about it. Henry Winkler, I think, is the nicest person I've ever met at any convention. He's such a sweetheart. He's such a good human. Yeah. I like good humans. Yeah. So. Because you meet so many, there's so many crappy people. Not not guest-wise, but you meet a lot of crappy fans at conventions. Yeah. I feel like they bring out the worst in people sometimes. I mean, the the one thing that that not necessarily drives me bonkers, but kind of drives me bonkers is, um, and I know they don't mean anything by it and they don't realize it, but when I have a fan that'll come up to me, not a fan, but but an aspiring writer come up to me and be like, can I tell you about my book? And I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm, I kind of go through the thought process of, okay, there are literally thousands of people walking right behind you. How long is it going to take you to tell me about your book? And usually it's probably around 30 minutes. That's a long time yeah. for a busy show. So what I do is I tell them, okay, is it finished? And 
10 times out of 10, no, it's not. And so I said, okay, so I give him my business card and say, okay, email me when it's done and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about your next steps. Nobody has ever emailed me. That's a lie. Actually, I think one person, Paul or McCade Paul emailed me and I actually helped him get his book published. But most of them don't. And so, and that's kind of the thing. So you sort of have to, you know, cut that off because at the end of the day, you are there to, you know, make your living and sell some books, not, you know, listen to other people. And you unfortunately find that with a lot of people, whether it's books, films, things Mm -hmm. like that, like people who will want to talk to you about it, but they don't, maybe they end up not being able to. Yeah. But, you know, to me, it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't complete what they want to. Yeah. And I th- and that's why, I mean, it really is, I, I do want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I do give, every, I try to give out business cards and say, okay, I really want you to email me. And I do, I do mean that. And I want you to email me when it's finished. Um, but you have to finish it. Um, but I also think it, it is a balance of, you know, kind of my time being worth, you know, here at this, at the show, right. I have paid this money to be here. I'm trying to make my money in a very short amount of time. You know, we'll have, we can go out for coffee and chat about your, your magnum opus later. So, um, but most everybody's great. And I think the best, like I actually had somebody today and I actually, I cried a little bit. I'm such a softie. Um, she said that, uh, her daughter, she had, she had seen me at RadCon out in Spokane or not Spokane, in Seattle. And her daughter, she said she downloaded my first book for free and, uh, She's like, yeah, but you know, now your Verzia series is my daughter's favorite series, and I was like, okay, I want to send you something. Can I send you something? Can I send you a book? Can I send you a bracelet or something? <laughs> like, I get really, I don't know, because I, I sort of just feel like I'm like screaming into the void most days. Mm-hmm. So when someone actually comes up to me and is like, I loved your book, or I had somebody at Awesome Con in DC come up to me and like look at my books and like touch the cover. And I go, oh, can, you know, are you interested? She's like, I read these books. I read them on Kindle. These were the best books I ever read. I'm going to buy everything on your table. And I said, God bless you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and the people that come up with, I'm going to buy everything on the table. I'm so sorry. Do you mind signing everything? I'm like, why are you apologizing to me? <laughs> those are the best people. I love those people. I would love for all of those people to come visit me this weekend at Pensacon because I have a lot of books. Yeah, you were telling me before we started, you're going to have... 260 books. Oh, that's a lot of books. On. Well, you know, it's funny because I have... Um, I'll have 13 titles. Mm-hmm. So when you... when you, It's actually not that many per mm-hmm. book. I just have a lot of titles. So I'm getting to the point where I'm sort of, you know, growing without necessarily, you know, right. having, you know, a lot of stock and, you know, and still... I'm like, wow, I have too many books here. So, but I'm trying to get, like, going back to the whole project manager thing, I'm trying to get to the point where I can, like, say, okay, if there's Doctor Who guest, that means I'm going to sell more space pirate books. But if there's Marvel guest, I'm going to sell more dragon books. Or if there's anime, I'm going to sell more dragon books. We're trying to get to that point where I can predict what's going to sell more. Because I'm nerdy. That, that's smart business practice. Well, yeah, I know, but it's also really nerdy. <laughs> Whatever helps. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't know. I just, I, it's like the control thing. I like to be able to control and to, to predict what's going to happen so that I can be prepared for it. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. So do you want to plug your website, social media, yes. all those fun things? Yes. I am everywhere. I'm everywhere. 
Um, I'm going to, I'm sushereevans.com is my website and you'll find all the information about my books. Um, You can always buy books directly from me at sgr-pub.com. That's my publishing website. It's my other half of my brain. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Tumblr, but I don't know how to use it. I'm on Snapchat. I also don't know how to use it. And I had a whole thing with Mike Ensley, the the, uh, founder of Pensacon, because he posted a little Pensacon Snapchat logo. And I was like, I don't don't understand how this works. Like, show me, show me young people how this works. Um, I'm on everything. So come find me. Come talk to me. Come see me at Pensacon this weekend. Um, R6 is my booth. I'll be rocking and rolling. I'll be wearing Sunday pants on Sunday. And if you don't know what those are, just you wait. Do I have to find out on Sunday? They're pretty epic. Last question. What's your go-to Starbucks drink when you go to work on a project? Um, it depends on how much caffeine I need. I usually go with a straight dark roast with a splash of soy milk. If I'm feeling a little frisky, I'll get an Americano with a splash of soy milk. This morning, because it's release day, I did a um, caramel frappuccino made with coconut milk with a splash of um, mocha which tastes totally like a Samoa or a Bushwhacker, depending on your preference. It was really good. Bushwhacker would be good. Now Bushwhacker too. would be really good. Yeah. I think I'm going to go home and have a beer. Celebrate my victory, my you release should. day. Yeah, it's your release day. Celebrate it however you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to do the interview. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me, you guys. You, yourself, and you. Me, well, and, and, I. and the Facebook audience. And too, the Facebook so. audience. Hi, yeah. Facebook audience. I love you. Be sure to stop by at Pensacon. Yes, please do. Bye. My thanks again to S. Usher Evans for taking the time to have that really fun conversation about her new book series and her upcoming appearance at Pensacon this weekend. So definitely stop by her table if you're going to the convention. And if not, you definitely should. You can still get your tickets at Pensacon.com and you can follow Pensacon on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow the show on social media at facebook.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And if you want to check out past episodes of the show, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the podcasting platforms, and just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. But that's going to do it for this week's show. Should be a fun time at Pensacon this weekend. Uh, I'll be doing some video stuff, so definitely stop by and say hello. Can't wait to do a recap next week. So if you're going to Pensacon, enjoy it. If not, have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Thursday. Thank you.